Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday. We begin in Alabama, and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. And we're still in Alabama with the Music of America podcast. Our guest today, Piano and Voice Lessons by Beth. Beth Ryan will be talking to Beth in just a moment. Are you a 30 amp guy? 30 watt amp guy like I am? I mean, I've, I've got 50s, I've got hundreds, but the 30 by Landry amps beats them both. Beats all my 50s, beats my hundreds, beats my 30s. The LS30 came from Bill Landry taking the lower gain section of a distortion channel and made one channel lower wattage EL34 powered amplifier. Then he divided that one channel into two with a shared tone stack. Add a few switches for brightness, separate gain controls, master volumes, and bam, the LS30 from Landry Amps with all the goodness of the EL34. The clean channel can transition to beautifully clean to a slightly distorted while the distortion channel has two levels of gain for rhythm or for lead, all operated with a foot switch. Plus, it also features two buffered effects, an effects loop, and of course, reverb. All this and all under 30 pounds. The LS30 from Landry Amps. The LS30, LandryAmps.com. Sweet. Hey, Beth, how you doing? Hi, Tom. How are you? <laughs> doing well. So tell me about Madison, Alabama, and how you got started in the music business. Well, I've been in Madison, Alabama now since 2010 when I retired from the state of Florida as, from the Department of Education and from Leanne County Schools. So I taught there music education K through, K through fifth grade, even though I'm certified K through 12. And um, I started teaching privately after school when parents approached me. So we, my husband brought me up to Alabama and um, I had to retire from the state of Florida a few months later and came up here in 2010. And we've been here ever since. And I started the studio in 2014, working very part-time. And then I've just built it up and um, we're doing really well here. Okay. Thank you for having us and choosing us. We oh. really appreciate that. Well, it's, it's an interesting concept. I, I, the whole concept of music of America has so many tenets to it. And part of that is, to me, music lessons. I mean, where are you going to go? You know, uh, I've got people coming in with a label. I've got people coming in that build guitars. Uh, Bill Landry, Landry Amps, I just talked about. You know, it builds amplifiers. But there's so many different aspects of it. And where does one go to uh, learn to play piano, learn to sing, get the proper training? You know, and uh, we all... Those of us that sang probably sang in grade school, but now you actually have a studio slash school that you have developed, correct? And that's what, so it's Piano and Voice Lessons by Beth. That's what you go by. Tell us what, what do you teach? What uh, disciplines are you strong in? What disciplines do you stay away from? In my background, I've been a piano player for a really long time and also a vocalist. So I've done that when I was really young. So those are the two um, things that are really my fortes, mm -hmm. no pun intended. When I went to college, um, I studied voice as my minor, piano was my major. And then I, um, when I got out to do my teaching, I did percussion instruments. So that oh, really? also my forte. I used a particular method to teach in the classroom, which is a Kadai method. And it uh, uses percussion instruments such as the xylophone, the glockenspiel. So um, for the past three years, we've also, the, the studio has also had a summer camp. Mm -hmm. And we bring students from all over our communities to learn about different instruments. So we talk, and this year, I also am lucky to reach out to other teachers in the area. My forte is not strings, but I'll be having a string teacher come in and teach Guitar, violin, guitar, and um, ukulele. And my sweet high school students are going to be doing theater, auditions, and tap. Mm -hmm. And these are all their fortes. Mm -hmm. And then my sweet piano students, you know, um, 
really and truly it's it the studio has just taken off more than I could ever expected and I'm so grateful to God for that and I'm so grateful to my parents I have really good parents yeah. so it makes it was a blessing in the public school to have good parents but you got to have good relationships with your parents and you you got to have good relationships with your students and that's what we try to do you know we have our peaks and valleys and our ups and downs but it's all yeah. it's all good like every band, every relationship, moms aren't always right and students aren't always wrong. Did you catch that one, Jordan? Jordan's one of your students. We'll be talking to her in just a moment. Uh, uh, where did you get your, you said, so you, where'd you get your undergrad? Where'd you go to school? I went to school in Rome, Georgia, Barry College. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, one of the most beautiful schools in the country, and it's also rated that. Um, oh, really? And when I went to school moons ago... It was the largest college campus with acreage in the country. So it huh. um, it also is known right now for their eagle cam. So you could, in the spring, the eagles roost, and you can go right inside the gate of opportunity and look at those eagles free of charge. How exciting. So is that, is that your mascot, really, the eagles? No, I do, though, tell everybody that Barry is my alma mater. Okay. I just, because uh, you're not far from Huntsville, and I get a lot of Huntsville people on. I do know. put that eagle on my web, on my yeah, uh, LinkedIn okay. website. It's behind there because, you know, it's a symbol of America. Mm -hmm, right. So now uh, I was going to ask you about like how you go about getting people into your, your, your studio, your, your school, but you have, you have an advantage that somebody that just wants to start something, start their own school or whatever on their own, you have that an advantage over them in that you teach so that if somebody's, uh, excelling in choir or somebody is wanting to go further in their piano somebody that sits there and does like helps you out when you're teaching a song to the chorus and you have one of your students play the piano piece while you teach them the vocal part you know and you notice something you hear something about them say you know you can do more with that and i have this school here do you do that is that appropriate is that not appropriate is that how it works i, I don't know well, I'm going to let my each of my students, when they get that opportunity, answer that question. And I'm going to tell you what I what why I do this. Everybody that knows when you go into teaching, you don't do it for the money. Okay, we do it to make a difference and bring something out in somebody. So I'm going to bring out what's inside of Jordan. What's inside of Jordan might be different than what's inside of Paige. Mm -hmm. So my gift, and I really, really, truly believe that it, it's from, I, uh, you know, I pray about this every day, divinely to bring out who they are, their unique person through their piano playing, through their singing and their talents, because we're all different people. And that's really why I bring, why I chose to go ahead and do that here in this community. And we really, Huntsville, Madison community, we have people from all over the world here, from mm -hmm. all different ethnicities, backgrounds, creeds. So it's really my privilege and pleasure to be able to go ahead and do that. Beth made reference to a Jordan and a Paige. We're doing a Zoom conference here. So we have two of her students with us, and uh, Paige is kind of on a bit of a delay, and Jordan is actually in-house with her father. So I guess let's uh, introduce them and bring them on. Can we do that, Beth? Sure. With me in my studio right now is Jordan and Derek Grant. So Jordan has lives in the neighborhood, and um, it's convenient for them to come after school. And Jordan's been with me for several years, and she's really, she's a left hand learner so really? she has a real talent of excelling with doing things and her creativity is really phenomenal she's also pretty um i always try to ask my students before lesson what's going on with them so she will tell me what's going on with her kitties she <laughs> tell me what's going on with mommy tell me what's going on with daddy what's going on with her family and this kind of like breaks this is how we form our relationship mm -hmm. so um jordan's been with me for several different years and she actually is one of my first camp attendees too so both her parents were able to be in there for a performance and um i'm going to turn it over to them right now i know jordan might jordan might be a little shy but dad's going to help her out here okay so dad how old is yeah. jordan she's eight she'll be uh nine in july 
Yeah, how long she been playing? Uh, what is it? Two, three years. Uh, with COVID, I kind of forget sometimes. <laughs> that was because that was when I. If she's only been playing that long, I mean, she. I mean, COVID. She came on right during COVID. Right. right. It had to have been a challenge. How'd you so, work around that? I it was a challenge. Well, I was lucky to have already been working from home, you know, before COVID. So, and with Beth, she was like, you know, we would bring masks and stuff, so we were mm -hmm. able to still just keep coming and. We weren't really going anywhere else, so we were right. all fine. We worked online that. for a while, too. Yeah, we did go to. online some. I forgot. <laughs> so. We really had a choice when COVID, because uh, when COVID hit, kids would be out sick. Right. And then, mm -hmm. you know, we would have to have that period of time where we'd have to wait till everybody was okay with everything. So, you know, everybody did well online. Jordan, do any of your friends play music or is this something you just wanted to do on your own or what? What's that all about? Uh, she really doesn't know. Um, yeah. I, they do like sports or tennis and other things, but I don't think any of them really do music lessons. So, so the like, sad thing that COVID did in the public schools was curtail a lot of group music. With Paige, it's different. Paige is, is in um, high school, so they have a really vibrant, you know, program. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that the other schools do not, but because of the safety with the instruments and stuff like that, right, it right. has been really curtailed. So, um, you know, when COVID first hit, my business tanked and then when we started doing things online everything was brought back up and then when people were home you know they wanted their kids to you know have lessons it's so. really synonymous with what i hear from entertainers same thing COVID hit and nobody was hiring nobody was going out you know musicians couldn't get gigs and if they could they were struggling to try and make try and make things work with remote shows or whatever, similar to what you're talking about. And then it gradually built back up and now people are back working again. So that's pretty cool. Why the piano, Dad? Was that something you wanted or or was that something that she gravitated toward or what? Her mom had took some piano lessons, but it had been so long. So and we didn't we don't want to push into any sports or any lessons or anything, but piano she kind of gravitated toward. And then Beth made it so so that's because they live right down the street right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that helps the first piece that we're going to hear is actually jordan and the name of the song is called boom why is it called boom do you know i use a method that's it's an interactive method now what do we mean by interactive when you get to the end of the unit parents and student can go online and interact together i do the all the mechanics of what they need to learn but the less the song was written by the lady who wrote the series which is carol Matz. and boom talks about interval distance in this particular piece the interval distance is between fourths okay so mm -hmm. a fourth g to a c right. d to an f and we have lots of different stuff going on so what she chose to do they say, boom, boom, ain't it great to be crazy, all right? So we're using staccato, we're using legato, and um, she just played it excellently, and the dynamics change. Mm -hmm. And she had to learn how to play her, increase her tempo in this, and sometimes that's not the easiest thing to do. Well, I remember when my daughters were taking piano, and there was a lot of this chicken pecking, you know, boom, boom. Boom, boom, and then a couple of notes together. Next thing you know, they're playing chords. Next thing you know, they're playing a song. You know, it was, it was so much fun watching the evolution of a piano student. So, Jordan, do you play that a lot now, or have you advanced past the song boom? Are you doing more challenging work now? She's playing more challenging work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and all my kids this year, whether they wanted to or not, piano students are doing full octave scales and chords we wow. had a competition here also anyone that wanted to com compete in it could so they wrote their own pieces of music so um jordan opted not to do that but jordan is playing uh -huh. full scales and chords because that's the background backbone of how we build the piece of music so in this piece she's doing five seven with the two fingers okay anyways well 
let's give it a listen then this is it's a it's a quick piece it's about a 30 second little piece but this is jordan and she's going to play the song boom Jordan, who is one of the piano students from Beth Ryan's school, Beth, uh, the Piano and Voice Lessons by Beth. How you doing? Hey, we're still doing great. We're still Thank here. Good. And we're going to talk to another one of your students here in a moment, but I want to talk first about cats. And it's really simple. You buy a kitty's litter box, you open the box, you place the litter in the box, introduce the box to your cat, and the cat does their business for a month or so. You close the box and you throw it away. That's it. Just close the box, grab the handle of this biodegradable box, and you toss it away. Perfect for traveling with your favorite feline. It's affordable. It's convenient. And that's the one thing I really hated about cats. And I don't know how it became my job, but I hated cleaning the litter box. Well, with Kitty's litter box, if they were around about 20 years ago, you know what? Maybe I'd like cats again. I might still have cats. I don't know. Kitty's litter box, all lowercase, kittieslitterbox.com. Order today. It's Perfect. So we're with Beth Ryan from uh, Piano and Voice Lessons by Beth out in Madison, Alabama, as the music of America continues in the state of Alabama. We've got another guest a student of yours, and that's Paige. Hi, Paige. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Paige is a little bit older than than Jordan. Jordan was eight. Paige, you're in high school. Is that correct? Yes, sir. What do you like? Like, what music do you like? I know we're going to listen to a show tune, but what, what music do you listen to when you're listening to music at home? So, I, of course, I love show tunes. Obviously, that's what I picked, but I'm a really big Swifty. I love Taylor Swift, but I also love 80s rock. Like, Motley Crue is my favorite band. You can't beat it. <laughs> Who is? Who's your favorite band? Motley Crue. Oh, okay. That's uh, interesting. You don't look like a, a crew crew. Taylor Swift, I can see. But, uh, <laughs> she saw Taylor live just a few oh, weeks Oh, no kidding. Ago. That was quite I a did. problem. Wasn't <laughs> it quite a problem for a while trying to get Taylor Swift tickets? It was like a big news thing for a couple of weeks, I thought. It was. It. I didn't get tickets until like right up close to my show. And then it was just like, well, guess I'm going to see Taylor Swift. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun. Does uh, Beth, does she bring you other ideas other than show tunes or does she come to you with show tunes because that's what she wants to be doing or how's that work so i try to let my students tell me what they want to work on i will give them their their starter pieces for vocalization exercises and warming up the voice and then after we get through doing something simple it's really what they want to work on because after all this is a theater student she has things that she wants to audition for, and we work on those kind of pieces. And I want to brag on Paige because, and this is so true with my other students, my high school students actually pay for their own lessons. They work as many hours as they can to be able to come here and pay for a lesson and their goals. This young lady last year with this piece, that a short little clip that you're going to hear, won the state level because wow. she, in her category so i i get goosebumps because i'm so privileged to be able to help them accomplish their goals and when she first came to me she was you know i don't know if i can do it and you know we just you know a lot of times we just build confidence too yeah. with that thing and she has really and truly come so far since we first started working together. And I'm so very proud of her and really all of my students. Well, Paige, I grew up in a house of show tunes. That was our thing. Every Sunday we'd put on a different album, a different soundtrack. When I was a junior in high school, I was a, about 115 pounds and I was Tevya from Fiddler on the Roof. So to have a, a skinny Tevya and at 17 years old, that was, that was quite a remarkable <laughs> thing at our high school. But I loved, I loved them. I loved musicals. I always wanted our drama teacher to do West Side Story. And she said, go get me the guys. 
because in, in my era, you know, guys just didn't sell. <laughs> but it made me think, what uh, yeah. what shows do you plan on doing or have you done already? And what shows do you really want to do? So recently this year, we are supposed to do Little Mermaid in which I played Flounder. And next year we're doing um, Head Over Heels. I think it's not one I've heard, but I'm expecting it to be very fun. I wish we would do some music, but my theater teacher, Cody Carl, does not like it. So I have fought with him on that, but sadly, no sound of music. <laughs> would you want to be Maria or would you want to be the oldest daughter or what? Uh, I would be Liesl all the way. I want yeah. to be Liesl so bad. Dream role. But she's got a lot of, yeah, she, uh, uh, Maria's just, you know, the star, but Liesl's got some really good songs. She's, yeah, not and, you, and you're the right age, you're the right age for it, right? So. What other what other shows like what got you got you into the showbiz bug, I guess? What what started that? Ever since I was in like third grade was when I first saw the show. And when at the moment I got on stage, I was like, oh gosh, all this attention on me, it's perfect. <laughs> so <laughs> I've just ever since the break, just been in it. <laughs> so do you do uh, serious acting too, not just uh, like musical drama, musical comedy, whatever you do? You do uh, straight acting? Yeah. Whenever I go to a competition in there, I usually will do um one big change for me was this year I did a duet for the petition piece and we did and Eve was weak from Carrie I play Carrie's mother which you know is very drastic serious yeah. very not me <laughs> yeah. but I more enjoy doing the serious acting as opposed to the silly acting do you audition for roles or do you just automatically get them because you're just, everybody just knows that, you know, there's no sense in me trying out because it's just going to go to Paige anyway. She's that good. Or do you, do you have to go through the whole oh, stresses I of wish. tryouts? And... <laughs> <laughs> I you, but you um, was that sadly easy, huh? I do have to audition and usually, um, I didn't even originally get the role of Flounder. I was kind of I was on at first, and then my director, Mr. Carlton, again, he recognized my effort. And so whenever the guy playing Fonda was going to be out, he offered me the role to take, which was very sweet. Oh, that's pretty cool. How does that make you feel, Beth? She did great. Yeah. Well, how does it make you feel as, a, as an instructor, though? It's like, uh, here's the proof the, 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 the proof of your work, you know, that you've worked with this woman, and Allison, you get to hear it on stage. There's, you know, I can't, I could talk about this all day because, you know, my, I desire her success. Mm -hmm. Probably she does. So she was phenomenal. I had another student in that production and they do, Sparkman High School does such a wonderful job with the costumes. They have such a great parent organization that works with them to make these kids just have continue their own success as well they had a professional photographer in the audience that just uh -huh. gifted the kids with pictures it's just it's great i can't so say cool. how it makes me how proud i am and how how privileged i am to be able to cultivate their talent so the the song that you've chosen here Paige, the worst that i can do worst thing i can do what is that from the boyfriend what is it no from? it's from greece oh it was from greece okay I didn't recognize it from being from Greece, but I was on the right track with the boyfriend. I just, uh, and why that song? Is it just one because it's easy to sing? It's in your range? It's one that you know? Or is it one that means something to you? It's kind of a mixture of both. One, I just love the song because I love Greece. And also, it was kind of the first song I went to Miss Beth with. It was the first song that I was like, hey, I have an audition coming up. I'd really like to use this song. So it was the first song Miss Beth ever worked with me on about a year ago, not a little bit, but like more than that. Mm -hmm. So I just thought it would be nice to sing that for this. And so Beth, when she comes to you with a, with a song like that, and she's got like this, basically it's a raw, a, a raw delivery. She runs through it at this point and it's it's raw and then a year later it's a finished product what's that look like from uh from an instructor's uh perspective so it's all kind of like a process and um i take them from you know what they need to do vocal wise and getting their voice to a certain degree mm -hmm. and then i have to trust that they they do a certain amount on their own and when she came back and said Oh, wow. I got a state comp. I, I, I did something on the local level. Uh -huh. 
and then I'm going to state level. And, you know, I couldn't be prouder of her taking whatever she learned, but also she's ready to do something else, something better because she got that uh, such great information and great, you know, success with that. Mm -hmm. Let me uh, ask a similar question to you, Paige. What, uh, you go in with this raw song and you come up with a finished product. What do you get from Miss Beth? What does Miss What has Miss Beth taught you about performing that song? Not just singing it, but actually performing the entire song. What are some things that you've learned that you would not have learned had you not had her as an instructor? So with learning how to keep in like key and with a pitch and tone, she taught me instead of just listening to the song and kind of singing along to put your earbuds in and just have that be the only thing you hear. And I was doing that with my friends. I had my earbuds in and I was singing it and they heard such a difference between me just singing and me with my earbuds in. And it's just that tip is what I use every time I'm trying to learn new music. No kidding. <laughs> it just has helped me so much. And with performing on stage, she taught me kind of, over people's heads and stuff will help me kind of get out of my own head which has also definitely helped with performing so do you still get nervous because you've done this for a couple of years now do you still get nervous when you step out on stage it's like yeah it's nothing now i was more nervous with the singing part at first just because i've always been more acting but then i you know you still get that little bit of nervousness now it's just like this is like my 50th time on stage singing it's good <laughs> uh, <laughs> would you uh when you get out of school i'm assuming you go on to college will you follow Miss Beth's path, path, I guess, or footsteps and go into music in school or theater or something like that in college? And uh, what do you see? I wish I could. Will, will you be on the red carpet 10 years from now? Oh, I wish. I wish I could. But sadly, I'm also following my dad's footsteps. I'm joining the Army after, like, while I'm oh. in college. So it's going to be more focused on that path. I will hopefully... So I'll do community theater outside of it. Maybe if my judge offers any theater, I'll do that. But this is more hobby-based than future, which I wish it was more than that. Well, they do. Right it, all branches of the military do have different musical uh, venues, you know, the different bands and different choral groups. Uh, it's not unusual for me to go to a hockey game, for example, and see a veteran step out on the ice and sing the Star Spangled Banner, you know, so... Uh, I'm, I'm not watching while I'm talking to you. I'm watching Miss mm-hmm. Beth over here nodding her head. So I think she's in agreement that you should continue uh, your studies in in theater and voice while you're enlisted. Is that right, Beth? Paige actually has also done advanced classes. So, you know, she's got a really good brain in her head. And I'm so proud of that, too. She can really do anything she wants to do. So whenever she keeps up with me after she graduates, I expect nothing but great things from her. And I do that from all of my students. That's fabulous. Well, speaking of great things from her, why don't we give it a listen? This is Worst Thing I Could Do with Paige, one of the Voice students from Piano and Voice Lessons by Beth. There are worse things I could do Than go with a boy or two Even though the neighborhood thinks I'm trashy And no good I suppose it could be true But there are worse things I could do I could flirt with all the guys, smile at them and bat my eyes, press against them when we dance, make them think they'd stand a chance, then refuse to see it through, that's a thing I'd never do. I could stay home every night Wait around for Mr. Right Take cold showers every day And throw my life away On a dream that won't come true I could hurt someone like me out of spite or jealousy I don't steal and I don't lie but I can feel 
and I can't cry a fact I'll bet you never knew but to cry in front of you that's the worst thing I could do Worst That I Could Do with Paige, one of the students from our guest today on the Music of America podcast, and it's Piano and Voice Lessons by Beth. And we'll talk to Beth again in a minute here about a couple more of her students. But first, I'm thinking if they ever do a movie called Where in the Hell is Tecumseh, Kansas, the answer is going to be really easy. That's where you find Monkey House Guitars. Monkey House Guitars is a small, made-to-order guitar shop. If you can think it, they can build it. Some of the most beautiful handmade guitars you will ever see, meticulously designed and crafted for your specifications. Nothing's done by machine. Hand-laid frets, everything routed and sanded in the shop at Monkey House Guitars. The Multiverse guitar is singularly one of the most innovative and interesting guitars I think I've ever seen, and I was able to see it get made via photos on Facebook, all from the hands of Luthier Mike Thompson, an amazing artisan. So please check out their Facebook page, Monkey House, one word, Monkey House Guitars, Tecumseh, Kansas, where guitars go to get created, right? And we're back with Beth and uh, Beth Ryan from the Piano and Voice Lessons by Beth. Beth, Miss Beth, you go by it all, right? Certainly do. You mentioned something earlier about band camp or music camp or something. It's different than your studios. How does that, uh, what do you do in camp versus what you do in a, in a private lesson? So in the private lesson, we try to concentrate on either the piano or the voice. Mm-hmm. And those two separate disciplines, but we use the piano to aid with the voice, especially with pitches. So in the camp, I advertise in the summer to, um, and this year we were lucky to have it outside of my neighborhood. So I'm having it at a local church. It's a, a few miles away. And I also reached out to different teachers of different um, disciplines. Like for, for instance, um, my forte is not strings. So I have a string teacher who's a graduate from UAH here, University of Alabama, who's um expertise is in violin, guitar, and ukulele. He'll be doing that component. And then Paige, who just left, and another high school student will be doing the musical theater aspects of it. And I'll be doing piano, voice, and glockenspiel. So I bring these children from all ages, five to 18. I think the oldest kid we have signed up is uh, might be 12 from all over our communities together Mm -hmm. so that we're a musical family for a week in June. It'll be from nine to 12, um, June 19th through the 23rd in the morning, nine to 12. Wow. Quite a, quite a bit of growth from almost out of business during COVID to what you're doing now. You know, how do you grow that quickly? Uh, You got to be doing something right. I have, um, you know, it's a good word of mouth and mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, uh, I just use the social media website um, sites, platforms. And then, um, you know, I try to keep my website current. I don't go on there a whole lot, but also, um, you know, I have a really nice uh, two people that I use for advertising. The one that I use here is all things Madison. She's phenomenal. She's been mm-hmm. helping me for about three years and um, she reaches a really large audience. She's also going to advertise for, you know, Music of America when um, the next week for um, for you all. So I really appreciate that. And she's just phenomenal. She's a force of nature. That's cool. We've also been able to have some par- sponsors. So I've read. Have you ever heard of Hint Water? No, I haven't. No. Hint water is a natural fruit essence water, and and the lady is based out of California. She was a a techie in New York, moved out to um, California, and I know her from Twitter, and I approached her and said, can you donate some water? And she's been donating water to me for three years, which is You know, and she's a for she's also a force of nature, a really successful woman entrepreneur who's developed her own country. A company. And um, then this year I re- reached out to uh, for also for two, three years in a row, Chick-fil-A of Madison gives us our lunches the last day. 
Well, and this year I reached out to two other businesses who are going to be giving us sweet treats. And another business who's new here is going to be giving us gift cards for ice cream for me to choose a great, uh, one great student every day. So oh, wow. they're going to have a really great experience, not only musically wise, but and other aspects. And what's what's the camp consist of time-wise? Are people there? Do they stay there? Do they come and go as, you know, they come for the it's day and then they leave? 9 to 12, 9 a.m. to 12, the week of June 19th through the 23rd. And they stay there and they were go- they're going to experience the instruments that they sign up for. And the instruments that we have are, um, once again, violin, guitar, ukulele, piano, voice, glockenspiel. And then my musical theater students are going to be doing a little bit of monologuing, theater audition, and tapping, tap dance. Gotcha. Now, this is, again, this is on a tape delay. You know, this uh, this actually being broadcast. So this your, your school will have come and gone by the time we actually go on the air with this. Yeah. That's, but, uh, that's, and I really appreciate your asking me because we do this every year. That's what I was, my next question is, it's something that, We'll do, you know, you'll do next year and the year after and the year after and the year after yeah, until, we, un, until you can't that. do it anymore. Right. We did, and we, we continue to do it and raise the bar. So, mm-hmm. to speak. you know, we're raising the bar. We, we try to put in new things and then we add people who are actually helping me sponsor. So, you know, it's been a blessing this year to reach out to my local businesses as well as you know, a national business to help support us. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. a small private studio. That's yeah. That's, that's pretty cool that you're able to do that. Though. And then people are supportive. You know, they're, they're helping you, you know, with the, the donations and whatnot. So I, I, I found it interesting. Like one of the pieces we're going to hear uh, is opera level Bohem or from opera level Bohem, Right. And uh, worst I can do when I think of a, vo- a vocal teacher or a piano teacher I think of like classical music I think of classical training to sing opera you know or maybe Broadway show tunes or sing in church or something because I want to be a better cantor or soloist I, I don't think of going to a, a piano and voice instructor to learn how to sing rock and roll and yet you teach that as well I've had rap students in here no kidding yes so, I- uh, let's, let's wrap ourselves around those ideas. So, I mean, to me again, and it's just me, but it's, you know, the, a, a traditional, a traditional vocal coach is going to teach you scales. They're going to teach you all the Latin words, you know, and how to apply them. And then we'll teach you about breathing. And everybody that I know that's had a voice coach has come out singing in some foreign language <laughs> and, uh, or show tunes, because a, a, a friend of mine from church in back in Missouri uh, is a great vocalist, and he does Broadway. Off, well, he does. He's just sang Broadway shows like his whole career. Professionally trained vocalist, um, and he can sing well at church too. He can sing sing a great Ave Maria, but uh, I don't imagine him doing the Almond Brothers. You know. Well, um, the particular student that you're alluding to is um, came to me to and his. Actually, his aunt approached me and said, I think that he just needs a few lessons. And he also needs, like I think I previously mentioned, to help build his self-esteem. He's young, up and coming. He lives in the city down the road from me, Decatur. Mm-hmm. He writes his own music as well as performing other well-known rock and roll songs. And I'm sorry that he's not here today to be able to talk with you, but um, he's really good at what he does. Um, His audience loves him. I've not seen him live, but I hope the three months that he came to me, he did this and his form is great. And his guitar playing is he's a self-taught musician. So he's he really opened up a lot also. Um, and, and sometimes remember, I, I tell you, I try to form relationships mm-hmm. with, um, so he went through a little bit of a trying situation, um, in his family and he overcame that. And, um, you know, remember, I don't always hear everything from a student. I might hear it from somebody else. And right, right. so that's something as, um, and as an instructor, and is especially when you've taught in a public school, you have to be very sensitive of what you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, that also helps me uh, because I have all different kind of learners that come here 
there, I have students that have autism. I have students that have some other kind of learning challenge. And that's, it could be the same with adults. Whatever they share with me, it helps me teach them. So this young man needed to also get out of that whatever happened to build his self-esteem and confidence up here. And you'll see his, um, you won't be able to see his form, but if you check my website, you can see that his form and, you know, the time that he came here, he's really doing well. And I, I expect to hear great things from him going down the line. He performs um, in Decatur, Alabama. Mm -hmm. His name is Dylan. And he's going to do a, a little taste of Midnight Rider by the Allman Brothers. We'll play it for you right here. One of my favorites, too. I've got to run to keep from hiding. And I'm there to keep from riding. Because I got one more self dollar. But I'm not going to let them catch me. No, not going to let them catch the midnight rider. Midnight rider with student Dwayne, right? Dylan, Dylan. I was thinking Dwayne. I was thinking Dwayne Allman because it's the Allman Brothers. It's a student Dylan from uh, Piano and Voice Lessons by Beth. Beth Ryan's our guest. We'll talk with her in a minute about another one of her students. But I want to talk about this. You meet, you fall in love, you commit to each other. I mean, that's the easy part. Somehow, after two years or so, things begin to be challenging. Emotions and flair have waned. We disagree more, feeling disillusioned at times. This period of disappointment well, can last a long time, even years. This is usually when couples seek out a therapist to help them learn better communication skills. Two years after forever, a relationship workbook is dedicated to help couples find that effective communication. This guidebook, sort of a how-to book, teaches you some skills to learn about communication deficiencies that likely exist, but better, it offers you exercises to improve those skills and be better communicators, better partners. Two years after forever, it's not a self-help book. It's a workbook. You have to do the work. But if you do the work, you do these exercises together, apply the lessons you've learned, you'll absolutely see a difference in all your relationships, particularly lasting into the future, like forever. Two years after forever, author Mike Pollard, 30-year therapist, He's the author, and he's my brother. Two years after forever, available at Amazon today and forever. And we're with Beth Ryan from Piano and Voice Lessons by Beth. And uh, we've had the joy of having a few of her students uh, play some music for us. And uh, we're going to talk about a piece that's not an easy piece. So let's talk a little bit about... Uh, the student's name is Belle, and Belle is going to be performing a piece from Opera La Boheme. Is that somebody's Mustafa's Waltz or something like that? It is. Well, Mustafa, no. Mustafa is from The Lion King, though, so I'm trying to think the name of this piece. But uh, but anyway, so it's from Opera La Boheme. Why, why that piece? Well, that was the particular piece that where we were are in the lesson. And um, this particular student, as I mentioned, I get all different students and backgrounds here, uh, is a scientist for a very prestigious company here in Huntsville, Alabama. And um, he, the first year he came to me every week, and then he decided um, he wanted to come every other week. So he really, his brain just really taught himself what to do in the week that he wasn't with me. Mm -hmm. So um, it's such a beautiful rendition of this, of this particular piece. And we get to a point in music where we have to put to make, now we can listen and all hear the same thing, but the feeling and what the composer asks you to, to do in music, you have to use everything you know to put it all together. And he, and she's done a beautiful beautiful job with this and mm -hmm. so I'm, i just can't say enough about the expert level of how she's played it and the feeling that she's um evoked with it there's an episode of mash i don't i don't know if you watched mash back in the day when it was on back <laughs> in the 80s 
but uh, Charles Emerson Winchester loved classical music. And there was a scene where a, a classic pianist uh, lost a hand, lost a hand lot or something, you know, bad happened that he couldn't play anymore. And so he presented this musician with pieces to be played by the left hand because he lost his right hand. And uh, he had a great line in there that, that so applies here. He said, I can play the notes, but you can make the music. And I just love that phrase. I use that a lot in, in talking with people about music because there's a lot of people that can do that. They can, like I own guitars, you know, I can play guitar, but I'm not a guitar player. And it's along that same lines. It's it's taking all of those elements, the your passion, your history, your interpretation of that, and what you think that the author is trying to say musically, because there's no words. Yeah, it is a universal, music is a universal language, yeah. but the feeling, everybody is going to get a different kind of feeling for it. And, you know, I could have another student come in here and play that totally different. Sure. And I, you know, you just have to go with that because that's how that student is. But this particular student did an amazing, outstanding job with it to evoke all the passion that you could possibly feel. Well, let's give a listen. This is from Opera La Boheme, and this is Belle. Beautiful piece from Opera La Boheme, and that was Bell performing. Bell is one of the students, or was one of the students, from piano and voice lessons by Beth. Beth Ryan. Beth, you said Bell no longer is a student, so they've moved on. But you still—that's what happens as a, as a, an instructor, right? Uh, you bring them in to get them out. Yeah, I can't find. I can't uh, exactly form too much of an emotional attachment to my students because something's happening in life. You know. Mm -hmm. I, my students have been with me for four years yeah. and, and, you know, I, you have to be flexible with people because life does happen. Uh, I have a lady who, um, you know, she travels, she's retired, but through COVID, she was a professional uh, person. She's also a veteran worked here on base and we live right down the street from an army installation here in mm -hmm. um, Huntsville. So, um, you know, I had to go with her career. I had to be flexible and, you know, I'm traveling and that's just what we do. And, and sometimes life gets in the way and it's not convenient anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess it's kind of tough too, because, you know, as a, as a teacher, as an instructor, your job is to get them out of the house, you know, out of your house, out of the studio. So, you know, I mean, it'd be kind of fun to see somebody like Paige on Broadway 10 years from now. Wouldn't that be cool? You know? That would be kind of neat. Or you're uh, turning on the radio and you, you you hear Jordan playing a minuet in the background or whatever, you know, it'd just be fun. So, I get all different ranges of people here, you know, like you yeah. had mentioned. I have had um, classical singers in here that need a little bit of refreshing. They mm -hmm. need an audition. They need this. They're going off to college. And, you know, when we prepare students for college, it's a whole different ball game than we prepare students for a musical theater. Audition. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, I, I love the variety that you brought to us today, you know, uh, and uh, to go from Jordan, who's an introductory piano student to somebody as finished as Bell playing something from opera level hem to a rock and roll singer and a, and a, and a woman that uh, does Broadway shows. And it's that there was quite a variety, quite a, quite a good uh, sampling of, of what you're capable of doing. So 
Let's hear some plugs. Tell us about uh, piano and voice lessons by Beth, where they can find you, where they can find out about you. Uh, let's have it. We're listed on Facebook, just as that piano and voice lessons by Beth. And it's the same thing on Instagram. You have to use those little tags or, or at ampersand, same studio name. <laughs> and then it's Beth Ryan music lessons.com for my website. And um, they can all also reach me by email, cello, C-E-L-L-O-P-V music at gmail.com or my phone number, which is also on the Facebook page. I don't know that I, I, I'm envisioning somebody driving, listening to this podcast right now. And I don't think somebody's scrambling to get a pen. So let's not give the phone number. <laughs> <laughs> But they can find you on Facebook, they can find you on Instagram, they can find you on your website, and they can drop you an email. I haven't quite ventured to TikTok because I'm not exactly there yet. So <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I'm, really I'm, I'm not there either. I'm, I'm, I'm barely on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm there because my, my daughter told me I have to be. So, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, the government has banned TikTok. So my husband's not there. So I'm going like, ah. Uh, but I really appreciate you having me and featuring our studio too, because it's a blessing here in Alabama that we were chosen to be on there today with you. Well, we appreciate you coming on Beth and uh, good luck to you in the future. That's piano and voice lessons by Beth and Beth Ryan um, this week on the music of America. We'll stay in Alabama. We'll go up to Huntsville again tomorrow. And we're going to talk to the drive-in Mondays to wrap up our visit with Alabama this week. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America. Music of America.